Sunday. The Original People Network presents Behind the Box with Hamian. And I'm back up on my hydrogen. They was asking if I'm about to go dumb again. I couldn't lie, I betray what I've been holding in. I couldn't lie, I betray what I've been holding in. The kids need a place for the safety. I made a wave, everybody think it's crazy. I made another and they calling me a renegade. And only God Welcome, welcome, welcome to Behind the Box, the limited. Never before seen exclusive collaboration series with the Original People Network and Hamian Official. Thank you so much for staying tuned and watching episode one. We are excited to come back with episode two. And for episode two, we ain't behind the box. We in the box. But we talking about the box. And here in the box with us today, we have DJ McConey. What you saying, bro? What's good? What's good? What's good? How's your day, man? How's your day? To be honest, bro, it's a beautiful day. Setting is nice. The box is... It's a good vibe. It's a vibe in the box. <laughs> we are here today at the Tin Furl Pop-Up Park, where we always are. But today we're switching it up. It's a busy Saturday. And we just ran into you today. We didn't even know you were here, but we this, were like... This was not scheduled. This was not planned. Not scheduled. It's all about authenticity. It's about staying on your toes, being flexible. So he's like, you know what? He was on the show before. He was on the OG Hamian Magazine talk show. So why not level it up and bring him into the box for a behind-the-scenes exclusive? So let's get straight into it. How, how's life been since COVID so far? Ah, honestly, 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 and this is me yeah. being 100% genuine, as authentic as I can be. Yeah. Life has been rough during yeah. COVID, but luckily it's basically over. I feel like the country is about to take a complete and totally different turn. A lot of creatives, especially, this is our time to shine. I agree, I agree. I feel like this is a time where everything got put on pause, everybody's slowed down for a little bit, but now you got to re-innovate and come up with new ideas and do things differently. What's some of the ideas you've been thinking about how to take things to the next level now that things open and back up? Okay, so check it out. Uh, right now, uh, I'm, I'm a DJ. We have a lot of DJs. DJing isn't 100% that special. What I have been doing during the, the COVID situation is I've been taking a lot of time to personally harness my craft as far as production goes. Right now, I'm mm. making music. Yeah, yeah, a few yeah. remixes that I'm going to put out, and I feel like that will take me further in an international market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real. So... Obviously, COVID is a big challenge, but we always go through challenges. Babe. So what's, some, what's your approach when something difficult comes up? How do, how do you handle it? How do you innovate? How do you break through? What's the mental game plan on leveling up in spite of challenge? So you just have to keep a level head and stay calm because I know a lot of people might have been getting depressed through this, through this, this situation. Me, me too. I'm not going to lie. But once you keep a level head, you, you keep your eyes on the goal and know exactly where it is you want to go. Um, there's there's nothing to stop you. It's just a matter of weighing out the storm, if that makes sense. Mm, I agree. I agree 100%. And I feel like you're someone, just I noticed from our first conversation, you know, you, you're someone who, who has that perseverance, who has that winning mentality. Definitely. Uh, how, have any of your goals changed since COVID? Have you maybe said, you know what, before this, I was maybe focusing on growing my brand in this way. But now that I kind of see how the whole world is changing, there's a new type of objective being set up? Has that happened for you? Yes, 100%. So I, I've been focused on before, I guess, the growth of, of my brand as a DJ. But now the thing that, that keeps my attention is, is the longevity of success. So, for example, last year I had an amazing year, bro. Yeah. I, I'm like, I talk figures, but I don't, I don't necessarily yeah, want to yeah, brag. Yeah. Last year was amazing. But I have nothing to show for it right now because of this three-month pause. So now I need to figure out a way to, to, to set my life 
and my daughter's life for, for the future to come, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, right now, I need to figure out a way that I can take whatever it is that I do, and, and I have plans on it. I'm, I'm working on that personally, but a way to secure it for regardless of whatever the situation comes to be secured. For sure, for sure. So a couple more questions. One, what was it like being on the show for the first time when we did the, the Hamia Magazine IG Live? It, it, you say when or? How, what was it like? Yeah, Bro, yeah, it, it was amazing, man. To be fair, like I, I posted the, 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 the way you guys built the, the brand itself. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Applause for that. Mm-hmm. But um, what I showed uh, or what I got from it, just the, 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 the photo you put together, the flyer you put together, yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted it and I had a lot of DJs hit me up and they're like, yo, bro, I don't know what it is you're doing, but you're doing it the right way. That's because all. That's, that's all we that. had a lot of big name DJs on it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. A lot of big name photographers, a lot, a lot of big name creatives on the whole. Yeah, for sure. So it, it, it was an amazing experience, man. This, what you guys are doing, you're doing it right. Respect, respect. And obviously today you heard the term for a pop-up park. You're going to be mixing, doing your craft a little bit later. What can we expect from you going forward? Uh, today or for today and in the future. Uh, so I'm actually I gotta go on soon. Right, yeah, yeah, we gotta say bye quick. Today it's gonna be open format. I'm gonna play for the crowd. I'm gonna keep it light. Mm-hmm. Might play a bit of house uh, soca, mix mix it in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just atmospheric music, nothing too heavy. Mm-hmm. But as far as the future goes, the sound that that I want to take or the, or that I want to define myself in is something that could be played anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Real wide, real wide. But man, I'm excited. You know, I, I hear plenty about what you're doing. And it was cool just from the show here and about how you approach it. So, babe, thank you so much for coming on. Definitely, I appreciate it. Real wide. Good to meet in person. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thing. Yes, sir. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And next up, we about to keep it real moving and bring right on Giovanni. Stepping out the box. Thank you so much, bro. No problem, no problem. That's good, bro. That's good. Any excited? Reintroduce myself? Okay. Oh, okay. True, true, true. Okay, okay. Do it. All right, you ready to go? Yeah. Good? All right, come to the All right, I'll be back right quick. We'll be back right quick. We had a little adjustment. So, Gio coming on next, but we have DJ Eternic with us right now. What's good, man? How are you doing? All is well, all is well. We're following up a DJ with another DJ and another DJ who's already been on Hamian Magazine before. Let's start off. What was it like the first time? We had a great conversation, of, not just about like the art of DJing, but about culture in general. What, what was your takeaway from our conversation back then? Um, I mean, it, the questions were definitely more in depth than you, we usually, yeah, that I yeah, usually yeah. get, or yeah. like DJs in general usually get. So I appreciated that a lot, um, and just getting, just being able to talk to someone who like kind of understands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Understands the struggle. For real, for real. So we're talking about just now the box and the struggles that a lot of us go through. How have you been able to cope and deal with COVID so far? And and what are you looking towards doing now that we're maybe seeing some daylight at the end of the tunnel? Um, to, To be honest, I've actually been, I've been planning for like just tours in general, so like mm. a world tour, a couple oh, wow. of uh, country tours from before this happened. So it kind of worked out for me to where I got a ton of time to just like, you know, dive into planning and like understanding yeah. what it means to plan a tour. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I can't really speak too much about that because, you know, I got to keep some most of it secret. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've really, you know, I've been 
doing more of the diving stuff, so like cleaning boats and whatever. But yeah. that's for the DJing yeah. I'm planning towards is what I'm doing. You ever thought about doing like a set on a boat or in the water or something like that? Underwater? Is that possible even? Actually, yes. Um, a company, Cressy, I don't know if you've heard of it. The, no, it's a It's a company that... Uh, they produce like dive equipment. Mm. Um, they're really big with like free diving, but they do a lot of scuba equipment as well. They've actually approached me and they want me to do a set in the Bahamas with the sunset in the background Lie. on a beach. Beach, or uh, I was thinking like Clifton Pier with the sunset yeah, in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, they they want to live stream it to their audience and like That'd I'm gonna dope. make sure I have like the Bahamian flag and everything in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's all because like one thing I realized is uh, having that uh, that that. Bahamian background really is a, something to take it to the next level, you know? And, For and sure. you, just having even visuals of the Bahamas while you're running, you know, house mm. music or just like that EDM vibe, I feel like it's classic because most of those videos people are people that. like on vacation. Mm. You know, I watch an EDM video and people in Bali just swimming, B roll of them being tourists. So exactly. I feel like we have the perfect environment to have the tourist vibe mixed in with the, with the music. For sure, Ooh. for sure. Have there, have there been any like new music genres, music styles, new artists that you've discovered over the past couple of months being at home for a long time? Um, well, I, I've really, I've really gotten into tropical house more than yeah, I was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just because you know the whole, you know, thinking about live streaming here and on the mm -hmm. beach or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like you said, it's definitely the vibe. It's you know, it's what people look for when they look at that kind of like positive feeling, happy, um, you know, light kind of house. Uh, but I've definitely also, you know, gone into the more German, like darker stuff just yeah. because of like sitting at home doing nothing. And you, it, it's just, you know, that stuff's cool too. Yeah, I feel that. And you were talking about world tour a little bit. What countries are you thinking about? Um, actually, it's 30 countries on the list right now. I expect it to drop to like 30. the low 20s. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just because of like, you know, Logistic. Closing, yeah, yeah, yeah. closing rates of like bookings and stuff like that. For sure, uh, but for it's sure. it's actually a diving and a DJing tour. Right. Oh, so wow. I'll be you know so you're diving the dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diving, collecting content, creating videos, and like yeah. using that content, like underwater footage and all that, as like my visuals in the clubs. Yes, and, yeah, and like yeah, pushing yeah. the environmental and conservation thing, um, yeah. and like making people be like, oh, this stuff's cool. Mm. You know, trick them into caring. Yeah, because it's like, uh, it's. A lot of people say it's also about the visual. It's not just about the audio. You exactly. got to combine the right visual with the music. Exactly. Because you can keep people entertained with the content they're watching in a way that they don't even necessarily, like the music just subconsciously rolls with it, you know? So yeah. I think that's a big thing and that's a big advantage. You got to make it more than just something going on SoundCloud or on Spotify, but it got to be an experience. Yeah, so now I mean, you go watch it at a cinema. When, know, um... When you go to a club or a festival, anything that's like a high-end event, mm. it, it's it's a it's a performance. It's not just you know a DJ playing music. It's it's a show. It's you know it's it's everything all in one. It's you know mm -hmm. they the face is the DJ of course, but you know the light engineers and the people that set up all the equipment and everything like they're just as important. For sure, for sure, for sure. And who are some of your big uh, inspirations in the space? Who are some of the artists that you look up to? Um, to be honest, like he's not a DJ, but one of my biggest inspirations is actually Andre Musgrove. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, yeah. you know, seeing a, a young Bahamian artist like combine passions, mm -hmm. um, similar to the way I kind of want to do it. You know, he combined diving and photography, 
and you know I want to combine diving with DJing and, yeah. and just seeing the the combination of of, of uh, passions mm -hmm. uh, done sure. well. I, I appreciate that a lot. Mm -hmm. That makes sense because uh, I tell people all the time you kind of have to specialize really well. You know, you have to. It's not about just being a DJ or just being a diver or just a photographer or an artist. You have to really carve out that niche. And the, the clearer and more defined it is, the better it helps your brand because exactly. you know that helps make you unique and helps make you stand out. So uh, I'll close out with this. Uh, real abstract. What does art mean to you? Um, everything is art, honestly. Everything. Um, you know, things down to... You know, things that are mostly logic-based, logic I find art. I find math to be art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, To me, you know, the, the way the grass grows is art. Everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Art isn't definable, I don't think. That's a good answer, good answer. So, let's close it out. You're here at the Tinfoil Papa Park. Will you be performing later? I will, shortly. Solid, solid. So, what can people expect from you in the future if anyone's here in Nassau? Are you going to be staying low-key, focusing on the world tour, or are you going to be trying to get some more events in? I am mostly going to be low-key for at least a few months. Solid, uh, solid. So once that low-key ends, I'm going to be like banging out some content like back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yeah, I try to stay a little low-key still because we don't know if this COVID thing fully over. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, man, I appreciate DJ Eternic. Thank you so much for coming too. on the show. Keep doing Thank your you. thing, bro. Thank Been a good you. talk. Next up, we're going to keep the ball rolling. We're going to bring on the guy we're supposed to bring on, Giovanni. Gio. Let's close this. All right, y'all, we about to bring on Gio. Yes. Careful, walking careful. Please don't destroy none. <laughs> Please. That's all I ask. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway. How do you feel? Give me a mic test. Sorry, quick. Okay. We're rolling, so we're going to get going quick. But give me a mic test. Just All so right. I one, two, three. How you sound? You sure you're done? All yeah. right. And we back. We... And we still back and we still rolling. We had two DJs. Now we got the man, the myth, the legend, the one and the only, the modern boy from the future, from the past, Giovanni. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> I say welcome. Bye, welcome, welcome, bye. Please don't know, me and Gio been doing podcasts low-key for years, bro. The first, I used to do a podcast back in 2017, and Gio was the first guest I had on the show. Uh, that wasn't, like, just me running on by myself. So we've been doing this for a long time. You know, he was on one of the Hamian magazines. He was on probably one of the first ones, too, bro. Yeah, man. How, how you doing, bro? It's been a journey. Yeah, man, it's been a ride, bro, with you. Especially, but <laughs> you know, things is be happening. Too much things is be happening. Yeah, yeah, you this was is just one of them things. You was there the day we moved this box. Tell me about that experience. Uh, yeah, I almost break my back. I almost uh pee my bed. Yeah, uh, but almost you know, but it was a great experience, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're someone who's been like very close to the brand and been seeing all the crazy things we just do. What of what course. has Hamian taught you so far, just from being exposed with us? Uh, you know, Hamian has um told me to connect more people. You know, just be on my show for a moment. Yeah. Get uncomfortable. And just, like, think, look at the bigger picture. Look at other people. Yeah, yeah. Real vibe, real vibe. Let's get straight into the music. So you dropped, you know, Modern Boy back in the fall. Right. Recently, you dropped Sunday. Right. Which tape do you prefer? Ooh, shoot. Damn. I can't, I can't tell you, wait. Why not? Wait. 
there's like highlights I like from like you know Modern Boy. Okay, give me give me top three combined from them two albums. All right, now, say it's a sad day. Now you chilling by yourself? No, you 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 chilling. What's the scent? What's the scent? What scent we should use? Chilling with your brethren. Okay, let's chill with the brethren. With Stu. You ride ah, you ride home. Ride home. Ride home. Tree song. Tree song till you reach home. All right, bet. I got. I'm down. I'm down. That's what you're opening up with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got sunset. Okay. Okay. And I got air it out. Yeah. Air it out. Turn that shit out. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Very practical. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. So. Funny you mentioned I'm Down. We actually shot the music video for I'm Down earlier this week. Of course. And it was a spontaneous thing, but like I hit up you and Kasik and we was like, wait, just pull up to the box. Right. right. Well, right. what was you expecting coming into that? I was expecting some foolishness dog. <laughs> coming from you. <laughs> anyway. You thought it was gonna be with me with iPhone again. Yeah. Yeah, was yeah gonna you be with iPhone in the, in the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we pulled up and it was different. We had young Spurly Whirlier, we had Von Trapp, we had Bassetti yeah. Loft. And it just turned into like a masterpiece, really. I was just like, Von Trapp, you want to give some feedback on this? And he was like, yeah, we should do, you know, get a road shot, get a shot by the tree. Right. And then it turned up into Von Trapp directing, Bassetti co-directing, Spurly shooting, me architecting the whole thing, the whole vibe. What was it like in the moment, you know? Because that was probably, we've done music videos before with me and you, but that was your right. first real kind of like operation. What was that like? Um, that was very um, enlightening, you know, getting other minds other than, you're crazy ass and <laughs> but for real dog it was really good it was really good to see like other artists um assist yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. to something bigger than themselves right yeah and what was it like uh almost being able to have your own not a performance in front of people but a performance on camera because it was different it wasn't just like you was vibing but you really had to perform that song like i tell you the same way and with the same energy that you had in the studio right well, how was that different from from the past work that you've done or how did that make you kind of see yourself as an artist a little bit more? It, it's told me to like take care of my craft a little bit more, take care of how I present myself and just don't care. Just just, just delve in the passion that you make yeah. with your music. Have that confidence, right? Yeah, have that big Amian confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, one of the words of the day is what? Confidence. Oh, I thought it was flexibility this I time. I mean, flexibility too, <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> All of them apply, but so tell me a little bit about how you see your craft evolving going forward. Obviously, it's the summertime, COVID wrapping up. What can niggas expect from you going forward a little bit? Boy, um, you know, I'm just different as just different by default. I want some more um, pop stuff, some more hip hop stuff, some more things that people would say, hey, put on, and they would just love it. Yeah. Well, I, I have a question because a lot of people listen to Bahamian music, right? Bahamian music is big, you know? Right. But you ain't, you ain't a rapper, you know? You right. ain't a... I mean, a gospel artist. You have this funk soul flair to you that makes a lot of people on first impression just like vibe with what you're doing. Right. Talk to me about the meaning behind you as an artist. What, what do you represent? What is your sound? I represent, I call myself sometimes the funky R&B singer that raps. Mm. And in a way, I just want um, to present music that's different, that's warm, yeah. that's soulful, and that's always original. Yeah. So yeah, man. And to always, you know, just hop on a beat and murder that beat. Mm. And you've been making music for a long time. You've had amazing progress. Let's close out with this. What would be your advice to younger artists who may be starting out, may not be extremely solid at the beginning, but got a passion and dream? What would you say to them? I would say embrace the L's because if you embrace the L's, if you embrace like the failures, you will learn, you should learn from those failures, those lessons. And 
just just love the craft. I do this because I love the craft. I'm here because, you know, I love what I do. Real vibe. And if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Live. Even if you break your back moving the box. Except Gee, moving this cube. This cube. You know what? Give, give us one, like, two bars or something. Oh, my goodness. I put this on the spot. <laughs> give me one acoustic air it Oh, I don't want to say air it out. Say air it out. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, close. Wow. Wow. I know, I know, I'll be on top and I'm all about commas. There is no stress and there is no hassle. I feel amazing, my life is a drama. And I'm up next, I put that on the Bible. If hey. you go stupid, I air it out. Air it out, air it out, air it out. Air it out, air it out, air it out. Hey, ain't you got bulls that you care about? My, my money above me, hitting the clouds. I'm top 10 to me, you can shut your mouth. This trip is eternal, get it's a cloud. Follow your sauce, that's a paramount. And if you go stupid, I air it out. Air it out, air it out, air it out. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, ow! Oh, oh. Turn some QC things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having Real me, man. Take care, dog. We about to take one break. We gonna be back. Out the bar. Okay. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome back to Behind the Box, episode two, the exclusive limited edition series with Original People Network and Hamey and Official. Yeah. We were blessed during the first segment to have a couple of DJs and artists. We're keeping the ball rolling. We got another artist because anyone who working on a creative craft to me is an artist. Anyone who has that eye, yeah. you know, the vision for creating a product. Yeah. We have the one and only <laughs> Sophia Taylor. How are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Right here, all blessed. Yes, to yes, be here. always blessed. We yeah. are here at the Tin Furl Pop-Up Park. And this is a place you as a regular. Obviously, we set up here at Hamian. Yeah. We're here every day, but I feel like I see you all the time. This has become like a stomping ground for a lot of creatives. Yes, definitely following the, the, the route of Night Market. Mm -hmm. out here and just mm -hmm. continuing the vibes, mm -hmm. creative how, process. How do you feel about the direction Bahamian creative culture moving? You know, because I feel like you've been involved in Night Market. You've been involved with, with the pop-up park. Yeah. What, what, what can we expect in the future from what you've seen so far, how the culture's moving? Well, I, w I would like to combine professionalism as well with social mm -hmm. aspects. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we were doing with the Night Market. Yeah. Um, now is the age where a lot of the younger generation went off to school and are back. Yeah. Um, have the knowledge, have the talent, have the skill, creativity. It's time to unite and like make a super force of talent mm -hmm. and, mm. and just use each other as as backboards. Yeah. What do you think is the first step to start getting towards that, to having more collaboration? What do we do to get the ball um, rolling? Well, make sure with what we do and however small we do, we, we do it and execute it mm. like to the best. Yes. And... With a level of excellence. Yes, excellence, standard, uh, quality, um, mm. vividness, aesthetic appeal. Yeah, 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 All that good stuff. For sure, for yeah. sure. Well, because we're talking a little bit about boxes and box breakers, what's your approach to breaking some of the boxes you face in life? Um, my approach is acknowledging that there is a box, but knowing that no matter how big, or how small you're always going to be able to break through it. Mm. Um, never limit yourself. That confidence. Yeah. yeah. You can move mountains. Like, mm -hmm. nothing is impossible mm. um, through Christ. You know, real, all that good real, stuff. Real, true Christ for and real. Yeah, just believing in yourself. You know, you grow up thinking like, or look at, listening to all these, um, what are they called? 
children's stories where it's yeah, like, I yeah. know I can, I know I yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. You, you self-motivate, but self-motivation is so important. Mm. And the young generation needs to know that you yourself is Have where your capabilities. Yeah, you can break any box mm-hmm. and you can create your own. Mm. Yeah. What's the biggest box you've broken? Um, The biggest box I've, I've broken, it's not necessarily in the creative field, but yeah. it's more like my uh, spearfishing career slash. Really? Yeah. You spearfish? Yes, I do. I do. I, that's, I'm a, that's crazy because you, know, you did mention this to me the other day and yeah. you were saying something like 80 feet? Yes. That's my max. That's, that's what that's I've crazy. done. That's crazy. Yeah, but that was after a year of training, constantly doing it. But I, I was thrown in there with a bunch of guys, and they thought yeah. I was already like able to do all their stuff. But yeah, I'm there, yeah. like, oh my god, what am I doing? But I had to feel confident yeah, yeah, yeah. in myself every day, push myself to my limits, holding mm. my breath. Mm. And I got several pending world records. Really? Yeah. And what? Uh, for a fish. The fish. What's the biggest fish you catch? Uh, it was African pompano. It was about fifty-four pounds. Whoa. Yeah. You brain it. Yeah, headshot. You oh, guys stone shoots. it. Yeah, guys yeah, play yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so talking about shooting, tell me about this camera work, man. When you get into photography. Yeah. So uh, real quick, uh, I started when I was 15. Mm-hmm. It was just a hobby. Yeah. And then I have a beautiful twin sister, so I started to take pictures of her. Yeah, yeah. Then all my friends were like, "Yo, let me take like, can you take pictures of me?" And then people wanted to pay me for it at 15, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Wait." You know, I'm, I'm doing all the schooling to go off to school and come back to make money, but I'm making money now. No, yeah, yeah, so yeah. at that age in high school, I started to like actually do a professional photography service. I mm-hmm. started to build my brand and not only that, but gain a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been working a lot of uh, stuff in the media. Um, I came and I was at every event capturing yeah. all the stuff. So that's how I also know a lot of people lot of socially. People. yeah. yeah, yeah. But moving forward now as a career, really establishing myself as a professional photographer, um, it's been hard, but it's, I've, I was like, I'm never going to work for anybody else. I'm going to yeah, push yeah. myself to do this. Um, and you had some pretty big wins. I mean, yeah. obviously, you've worked on a lot of large campaigns. Yeah. And obviously, the big thing that I took note of was uh, doing photography for the Meek Mill yeah. music video and shoot here. What was that like? Honestly, it was very sporadic, but it was very awesome to be a part of like a... I guess a big production mm-hmm. or I don't know. I've, I've never been really been like fame struck or whatever. So the whole experience was very natural as well. Very yeah. chill. Yeah, for but sure. But then the pressure was on. Like I remember the day we went out there, it was the day the first COVID-19 case was in oh, the Bahamas. Wow. And we're like in the middle of the tracks with thousands of people. They're yeah. riding their bikes. And yeah. I had to jump on the back of a car and just get the, I brought on my own light and Meek Mill was like, oh, you got a light. So it was just yeah, like yeah. super hype. I went on there and did my thing and they're like, yo, this is what it takes. What are you doing tomorrow? Mm. And then they call me back. Oh, wow. And then. So it really was like a spontaneous. Yes. Just like, yo, we want to buy the next yeah. day. Yeah. Wow. So they really like just, I can't curse, right? Yeah, but, you can curse, yeah. Well, they, they really fuck with me and yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I guess they didn't expect people to be so down to earth mm-hmm. and I knew my craft they saw that I was doing what I was doing so it was a great experience to this day I still have connections with them yeah 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 um, I look forward to collabing with them when they're back mm-hmm. and I'm sure yeah, to bring everyone on board yeah you see what I'm saying so obviously you, you've had a long career already you yeah. know from trying this from 15 yes. what would be your advice and recommendation to some of the younger creatives especially in the field of photography and videography in terms of how they can not just have this passion and hobby but maybe build a career out of it as well. Yes, yeah, so the first thing you have to make sure that you're truly passionate about. I've yeah. even questioned if this was my route, but 
if you really feel like this is the thing for you, then everyday practice, practice on your friends, practice on different subjects. I've done all genres of photography. I've never said no to a job. Mm-hmm. I've never set limitations to my abilities. And through that, I've learned so much things. And just like believe in yourself mm-hmm. and your craft and be your your own self-critic. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I'm my worst self-critic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my vision. Yeah. I know I, I want to create a certain type of work. Yeah. And yeah. Longest it's taking you to edit a photo? Long? Wait. Like the longest time period you worked on just editing one photo? Oh. One of the Meek Mill shots actually took me like three days of constant. Really? Yeah. But wow. that was like serious Photoshop where I had to like three, use like four pictures to make one picture and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But editing is also a big, big part of my life. Um, yeah. I do like two weeks of shooting and then like a month of editing, of editing. is yeah, it yeah. is deep. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, if you could have any photo shoot, no rules, full creative direction, what would you do? What type of shot? Right now. Like right now? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I have a concept. Um, I would like to do a series on the Bahamian folklore here in the country. And I have a book with stories. I would like to make a whole series of these, these folklore stories of the Bahamian culture and create like portrait shots of the whole thing. I know it sounds weird for me to say it like that, but like that's Chichani what I... Like folklore? Yes, yeah. Do you believe that exists? Um, I mean, obviously something existed. I don't know if it's exactly that, but something was going down if, if you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. And I can ask you one last question because I feel like you give a good answer. We asked a lot of people this on the IG Live. Yeah. What does Bahamian excellence mean to you? Um, Bahamian excellence to me means acknowledging like your birthright and also acknowledging that... Being a part of this community or just being Bahamian is such a special destined thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you almost have like no other option but to be excellent mm. in what everything you do. It's Carry just, yourself. It's Pride. by nature in the blueprint yeah. of you being Bahamian is you living up to that calling. And that exactly. natural calling is yeah. just excellence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. All that good stuff. Sophia Taylor, thank you so much yeah. for coming on to my the pleasure, podcast. My pleasure, my pleasure. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate yeah. it. We're going to keep the ball rolling and bring yeah. right up on Young Mali. Thank Woo. What's good, what's good, what's good? We are here with Blackheart, yeah. Suave, Young yeah. Miley, what you saying, bro? Everything good, what's up, man? Everything cool, bro. We at the Tin Furl Pop-Up Park. We keeping it going. We behind the box. But today we inside the box. Doing a one-on-one exclusive interview with Young Miley. Yeah, Let's get straight up, into it. Uh, obviously, everybody been trapped in the house for a little while. Yeah. Oh, what things been like for COVID for you so far? Um, well... I just been home, yeah, occasionally yeah. going to work, you know, making money, stocking up, saving, um, and writing a whole lot of music. I got a whole lot of unrecorded songs. Yeah. Roughly how much music do you think you wrote over these past couple of weeks? Probably, <laughs> uh, I'd say a whole album's worth of songs. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and there's a lot of that stuff that's 
Included on Blackheart? Is all of everything that got dropped on Blackheart? No, pre, no, pre just a few. Like okay. quarantine, I actually wrote that during quarantine. During that's quarantine. Kinda, that's kind of why I yeah, yeah. quarantine. And then was it kind of like, all right, we have some time. You wrote the song, you fuck with it, and you was like, all right, we want to incorporate this into the album. You was like, that was a spontaneous decision. I was almost. like, actually, yeah, most of my songs really be spontaneous decisions. But mm -hmm. when I actually wrote quarantine and I listened to it, and I was like, hey, I should throw Angelo G16 on it, and yeah, then they post yeah. a snippet. Cast would DM me. You know, cast well. Oh, up so on that it. wasn't even that wasn't even just. It like wasn't a, even planned. He honestly, just hit you up and was like, you yeah, do it. yeah. Honestly, yeah. like, I only want. It was originally supposed to be just me, but then I heard Angelo on it, and then cast went off on it too. So like, I said, mm. so that was we, we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, That's how you make music. Yeah, and and what is it like seeing more and more artists that have a similar style to you that you could collab with? You know, like having a Casper, having a, a Angelo that y'all could work together on a song. I wouldn't with. really say we have similar styles, but we have like. Similar, we touch our music on mm -hmm. similar topics occasionally. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of why we could blend together. That's why I don't really work with too much artists. Yeah, because like I kind of like really deep in the music, and some artists ain't as deep. Mm -hmm. That's why I can't mm -hmm. work with too many. And and what is the feeling like having completed Black Heart? Obviously, that's a project that you've been working on for a long time. I, I get a phone call. I get to answer this now. Or ah, uh, no, we probably gotta finish. All right then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, uh, what um, what uh, what is it like having finished up? Block this album? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an awesome feeling, bro. I've been doing this since 017, and yeah. like it's three years in the making. Yeah, Finally, yeah. put all the songs together. Even though some songs I had to scrap out because they weren't ready. Um, some people like supposed to have on it. Yeah, I had to take the features off because you know stuff happened. Mm -hmm. But like. I actually have a full album out. It's mm. an awesome feeling. Yeah, you know, I go get block art in everywhere. If you had to say top three on the album, personally for you, just personally, if you had to pick your own personal top three, top three. and it don't have to be the most popular, it could be that you personally, you're like, yeah, no, I put okay, a lot of it. I enjoy it. First of all, even because that one means a lot to me. Yeah. I actually legit pick up all the artists that, because. Even the choir and even consists of artists, and I had to pick up them myself because no one was whipping at the time. Picked oh, really? them up, a couple wow. of people who could have yeah. drive drove to the studio, and like it was hard work. Mm. You know, Scully said that was his hardest song to mix too, so that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Even um, I'd have to say a year ago because that's like me, mm. you know, paying respects to my dad, uncle, and cool for it. Yeah. And after even after a year ago, it's probably weakness because mm. that's just like the first song with no gerson. Yeah, and yeah, even though it's the shortest, it's like the deepest. So, yeah, yeah. That's interesting because I feel like a lot of people who listen to music, they'd be quick to throw out a, a loyalty facade. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting to see you as the artist really connect with some of the songs that that have the most meaning behind them. Yeah, Fox. Yeah. How, how much meaning and and uh, background do you put into your songs? How long does it take to? put it together like what is the to whole write writing process like yeah because yeah, you put a lot of deep personal stories into yeah. that experience to be honest um i just wrote a song and like got another three hours like two days ago mm -hmm. just because my boy played a beat and he was like they write a song yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like that easy that song what i just wrote in name goodbye so when i dropped that y'all check that out too yeah but like it doesn't really take much for me because like my mind is constantly on stuff i constantly thinking about different stuff so it isn't it's really easy to write a song for me. Like I said in loyalty, I never run out of words to say there's a lot on my mind and I like yeah, the yeah. vent. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Do, you, do you get writer's block a lot or is it 
Where there's so much content that's connected like, to your music, it, it kind of I wouldn't say Radis Block, but I'd say like the opposite of Radis Block because my mind is constantly racing. So it's like mm. I have so much to talk about. I just don't know which one should I start talking about. Mm. You feel me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. What do you think it would be like? Because obviously you're talking about experiences that happening in your life, right? Yeah. And you see a lot of times with artists who have progress. Like I look at the Migos, like. If you look at the progress of their music, they talking about different things as they expose themselves to different situations. Obviously, as they yeah. get a lot more like fame and money, the content yeah. changes, they have different experiences. Do you think your style and sound gonna stay the same forever? Or do you see as you growing and developing, it may not be as much of a, a deep emotional thing and it may be, who knows, more turn up music, it might be a completely mm-hmm. different vibe. Mm-hmm. How do you see your artistry evolving? Well, me as an artist, I feel as though like, like I say in all of my songs, like, I am what you see, mm-hmm. you know, so as you see me grow, become a more wealthy artist, become a more popular artist, become more known as my life starts to change and so is my music and I hope, like, my fans stay the same and keep up with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And now that Black Art's done, what you focusing on now? Is it another album or are you trying to keep promoting Black Art as much as possible and honestly, maybe build some stuff out? Honestly, I'm taking a really long break mm-hmm. for music. About mm. to find myself mm. And like, when I come back If I come back If I do decide to come back I, I'll just say I'm coming back A totally different person mm. Yeah So then if, if we see A future project They would probably Look completely different Yeah completely art. different It's like probably If I drop a project It'd probably be The opposite of Black Art mm. Honestly mm. Yeah Cause I'm curious If you said say Cause you, you told me The story behind Black Art You was like When you have art And it breaks and it comes back together and you rebuild it, then becomes a black art. Yeah. Anything, is there like another color you would go through or is black art just the... The final? So are we going to come back with a, a white art so. or something next I think, I think, I think, yeah, that sounds like that could be possible, yeah, white yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, actually, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. We got to see the white art, the, yeah. the follow-up, the black art. Well, wait, that's all that. I'd say, last question. What's yeah. something about you as an artist and about your music that you think not a lot of people know that you would want to tell them? Oh, um, each and every one of my songs is based off a true story. Mm. So, and a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think I've been making them up. Yeah. But I won't say it's my story that is based off. But someone, someone's story. It's someone's story I'm talking about in each one of my songs. Mm. So you could interpret it that any way you want to. You could say I'm talking about different people. I'm talking about people I see, people I hear. Someone tell me a story, and I could put it in a song. But all my stories are true stories. So, mm. yeah. Real vibe, real vibe. Where can the people find Black Heart? Everywhere. It's out everywhere. everywhere. Every single platform. Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, everywhere. Real. Everywhere. Swarf, Young Mali. Yeah, Thank yeah, you so well, much for Swarf, coming on. Hey, you know Swarf. Man. Yeah, bro. We got some big things coming up soon. Fox, Fox, keep Fox. watching. Keep watching. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on Behind the Box. No, We're going to keep the ball rolling next with Pyro. Thank you, Young Mali. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Behind the Box. We're here with a classic guest. He's been with us plenty of times. The one and only Compost King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The king of Compost. And right behind us, we had our our personal analyst, expert, intellectual. The one and only Nicholas Bauer. Crack. 
we have about the Smirnoff and we're gonna break the box by asking Compost King some questions. Hold on, before you ask me any questions, I think it's fair that all of us take a round of shots from the bottom. I know it's not very COVID friendly, but like, we taking shots regardless. I second that. He seconds it. You'll get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> all right, baby. If we get arrested, we get arrested, though. Oh, that'd be crazy, right? Oh, man. <laughs> Y'all ain't touch this, right? Oh, fuck. Mm. Crack face. Mm. <laughs> Sloppy gals. <laughs> I have a sloppy gal. Okay. All right. Someone calling me still. What's good? All right, now that all that cleared off. All right, so Compost King. Yo. Um, we can get a little bit conceptual. Tell me a little bit about challenges in life. Where do they come from? Challenges in life. And you mean in terms of compost or just in general? In life, in general. Uh, <clears throat> distractions. That's a, that's a big challenge. Women, like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like COVID. COVID was a problem. No, I shout out to shout out to all my women, but like y'all just so beautiful, intelligent, and like but they are challenged. captivating. But they a challenge to deal with, you know. Why they a challenge? Tell us, enlighten us. Cause like, you know, I I on my grind right now. I want to make the best compost there is. And like here here's a beautiful soul, who I just want to get to know, like. I enjoy their presence. I enjoy the energy they give me. They they make me feel comfortable, you know? They make me feel very comfortable and like and sometimes, especially when you wanna get your grind on, like when you wanna when you wanna move forward in life, you can't be comfortable because when you're comfortable, you become complacent. And when you're complacent, then you don't you don't move forward. So like What it has to do with gals though being a challenge. That's a challenge in that I ain't gonna push myself if I have a gal, in the sense that so, so but, how do you do? How do you overcome that challenge, right? So like you, because complacency is a big thing. Because I feel like that 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 is a big that is part a big challenge, right? Uh, how do you overcome complacency? Because it's very easy to be average. It's hard to be above average. Uh, how do you push above average? One thing I will say is, it's very good to have a great support system, an excellent support system. And on the side, I really wanna I wanna thank you personally for being a, a big part of my support system because like. You you will see when I become complacent. There there are things in life that, as a person, as an individual, I would not see me becoming complacent. I won't see my pace slowing down. But as a friend, as a person who knows me externally, you know when I slow down. You know when I think I get tired. You know my limits. So a great support system is what helps me overcome this complacency. And it's also realizing within yourself, like, oh, yeah, this sounds good right now, but you could keep pushing. Like there's a there's a silver lining in those clouds that you could reach that you could strive for that like you just gotta push it may not and you don't have to do it right now that's what you'll tell yourself because you already feel you already feel like very good about the progress you made but no there's always progress to be made like there's a lot of things that you could strive for there's a lot of things that you could shoot for that like that like you wouldn't even think in your mind like I started seeing compost visions in my dreams. Wait, Wait, talk to me about these visions. You see, like, you having compost visions in your dream. This you out in the garden. This you in the dirt. This it's me, just, like, like what, I'll, I'll you, be having a dream. How, how how many hours a day do you think about compost? Ah, uh, like 20, 23, <laughs> boy. 23 hours. 23 hours a day. <laughs> what you doing for the next hour? Galley. <laughs> <laughs> I think about like, I know, but sometimes it's thinking about galley, thinking about food. I know. But 23 hours, the rest of that time is just compost. Yeah, no, no cap. Like, what aspect of it, babe? Like, I think about 
that mean that right now you eat it on your off time or you thinking about it as we speak? You you wouldn't really know the answer to that <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Um, right now, right now, like I was talking to Gio about composting, like, and I thinking about the type of leaves that it's breaking down. I thinking about, I thinking about how wine is breaking the combos. I wonder if we could combo smart off. Like, everything I see, even the clothes we wear, like, I remember, you remember, the people wouldn't notice, mm-hmm. but we went to Cali Loa in, in Boca. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And you know that bamboo shirt you have, right? Yeah. That could compost. Like, mm-hmm. you could make a, you could make a nice soil base with old clothing like so I, I constantly look at everything around me and I think about how I could introduce it into this cycle is it beneficial how is it beneficial mm-hmm. like when I have dreams there's a there's a there's a version of me that acts out but in my subconscious of that person in that dream I think about methods of composting I think about what's going on in that dream like last night Everybody who doesn't know, we have a friend named Lex. Yeah. He's on Cabbage Beach. Mm-hmm. Filming. Filming stuff with Nick. And I was like, oh, seashells could compost type of thing. Like, that's that's how constant it is. If you could compost one strange object, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm about to say? Bodies. What? See, all right. Uh, uh, I have to explain it properly. <laughs> we have evidence now. <laughs> y'all, have, y'all have perfect evidence, but no, like, if you look at great, huh? You can blur me if you need to. Yeah, yeah, we can blur. We can, we can put the anonymous mask over you and yeah, put the deep voice. Yeah, yeah. I ain't talking about like people who was alive. I talking about like replacing the whole funeral system, because like when you look at when you look at. Uh, graveyards and funerals they were made in a time for profit they were made during the second world war when when people wanted to see their their uh, relatives bodies so you pump them full of preservatives like formaldehyde etc etc then you get a wooden box with gold-plated metal uh, and then you got to line your grave with concrete and rebar then you got to find dirt to fill that that's so intensive when our bodies are natural carbon bodies that are meant to decompose and to add life to the soil, you know? So I think I think funerals or, or cemeteries, rather, have been, like, done completely wrong. Like, it's a very important part of our modern society and our culture to, you know, have, like, extravagant funerals. But you could still do all of that in a more natural, organic process. Returning, returning that energy to the land, returning that, uh, that material so we could... We could have a more sustainable, regenerative mm-hmm. society. Like, yeah, your great, 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 great daddy, daddy in this box. Or no, your great, 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 how many greats, whatever. Daddy is a is a mm-hmm. tree, is yeah, a mango yeah. tree that you just eat from. You know, mm-hmm. like. So you see, he still feed you. Yeah, I mean, like, he's still providing for many generations mm. that you don't, that he never even knew about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's solid So like when I say When compost bodies I ain't trying to go Cut down people in the street You know You sure yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you We sound, hope so You and sound too convinced But Yeah 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 Thank you, thank you. Yeah. But anyway, if you never, never mind. <laughs> All right, yeah, we got, we got, we. I, I think that's enough of the body composting. Yeah. But we understand, you know, you you change the way that you 
respect and bury the dead and you allow them to be a part of nature and you build that ecosystem around that. Mm -hmm. So let's switch it. Uh, obviously, we're in this box. What's your thoughts on the artwork so far and how uh, it's come along? I love the flow of the artwork and I love the time it takes. There's a very, the process, because I, I was with you one mm. day. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Um, I was with Ben one day as he cut and collaged this box and it's a very... It's a very intense progress. It's a very mindful progress. Like, not in the sense that you need a lot of focus, but mm -hmm. every piece that you pick up on this box is like specific. You know, you want to place them specifically. It's almost like building Legos, but with pictures. You know, like mm. you want that flow. I do. Do you have a favorite photo? Ah, uh, I think I do. Give me a moment. Yeah, tries to figure out what his favorite photo is. <laughs> no, nah, but I saw it and it was, it was, it spoke to me. Like, mm. there, if you come in this box and you, you know, you give yourself two to three minutes, yeah, it will speak to you. And mm. that's what you have to let art do, speak to you. So just give me like 20 seconds. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you give me 20 seconds for y'all who don't know. We have this box. About a week ago, it was black. Now we have some prints. We got some Monet, some Picasso. We have some Emilio Pucci. We have some. Some artwork from uh, England. We got some flowers. So we're going to have some Hamian photos too soon. Soon. Bet. Uh, so I'd say I wouldn't have one favorite photo, but I have a favorite side of the box. Ah, okay, and it's, yeah. honestly, it's a side year behind. Like this, this uh, mm. collage of flowers and uh, interior and exterior mm. scapes. Yes, like, yes. I always, I always look at plans and buildings and architecture. And I think that's like a very, a very like constant but also passive art like like plants come and go buildings come and go and those styles change over time and to see how man builds a permanent structure that will degrade slowly and how the plants interact with it is beautiful and the way the way you have the flow of the exterior to the interior to the colorful Mm. To the abstract, to almost. the abstract. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. It's a very I I don't know. It just it talks to me. You mm. know, it's mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even even how I know they can't see it, but even your shirt and your scarf, they both plants, and they both mm. flow. In my opinion, they yeah. connect. Mm. So last question. No man. Would you rather stop composting or take two shots? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. Right now, I may not have the most compost, but I know I have the best compost. Uh, all right, let them know. And if you want to compost with me, four five five six eight five eight. Straight links. Straight links. Compost King. Thank you for tuning Wait, in. Two shots. You taking two shots too? No, we closing out the scene. I injured. Nah, it's straight. We're going to close it out. I Sorry, need to. I got to take it. Oh, you have some. There's some cups. <sighs> yeah. Oh, we Thank got, we you. Got, yeah, you know, yeah, sorry yeah. for being a little ratchet, but like now we're getting cups. Respect, respect. Ain't like this going yeah, anywhere, man. you know? No, that's good. That's good places because I got people hitting me up saying, oh, you was on our podcast? That's you? You was the Compost King? And I'm like, Niggas Maybe. knowing the name. <laughs> like, Honestly, I hate the name Combos King because I feel like it's too conceited. But if that's mm. what the people want to call me, then that's what they call me. Right. Real life. We breaking boxes. Yeah. Behind the box. Chase the Compost Chase. King. We had the 10 for a pop-up park. 
Ten we'll foot. be right back. <laughs> so that's it. Welcome back to Behind the Box, a limited, exclusive, one-of-a-kind series collaborated throughout the network of the Original People Network. And hey, man, official, we back here at the Tinfro Pop-Up Park to wrap up our podcast for the last segment with a couple of guests. And to start of the segment, we have the one and only Jordan Conk Isaacs from OEU. What you saying, bro? Hey, no, boy, how you doing? Boy, how you doing good, boy, doing good. How, how's the vibes today? Man, vibes are nice, boy. Mm-hmm. Nice and cloudy outside. No, you know, you know when it's not too hot. Mm. It's just, it's just that the it's, air just got enough moisture in it, so your yes. skin feel good. Man, it's a great day. Yeah, especially because I feel like in, in the Bahamas, sometimes you get hit with too much humidity, too much sun. But when you get like that cool, when you get like a the cool zone, it's things is perfect. Legendary, especially yes. on a summer day. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's a rare thing, rare thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, but I really just want to continue the conversation we just had, yeah. which was a little bit about uh, how creativity in the Bahamas has evolved a little bit. Where oh, yeah. five years from now, things like this uh, were not existing whatsoever. Not it. And, and probably a year from now, we may have many creative avenues and creative things going on, just because it's been cultivated for so so long, yeah. bro. It's getting it's getting momentum. First off, people are taking us like taking creatives more seriously, because. When we were younger, you hear a local artist, you'd be like, once he wasn't abroad from abroad, you're like, you probably didn't pay him any mind, he's probably trash. But nowadays you you realize we actually have the talent. Equipment is now more available. Look at the quality look at the quality gear you got here. Yeah, I mean we sitting with, with Mike, you know. You no know, double mics. But like I remember five years ago the example was like still Z N S, you know? <laughs> Niggas was like the fact if, if someone saw this they'd be like, Wait, it's a high end production yeah, yoga going on. So, yeah. he, so this is just like a standard now. Like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. like the standard has moved up. The mm. equipment is cheaper. So you have you, the the audio is improved, video is improved. Yeah. So just sure. a higher quality product is more available to just all around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so with that increase in availability means more people who we who actually had the talent who just needed that uh, little boost or that little equipment to do what they have to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can now do it. Mm-hmm. And so now we're hearing artists and be like, oh man, he don't eat from foreign and you listen and then you yeah. hear like boy or yeah, you hear like yeah. another mannerism. Or someone reference one street corner. Yeah, but you and I saw and you just know like hold on, this person actually from the Bahamas. Yeah, but it just it just throw you off too. You'd be like, hold up, hold up. You the the first time it happens anyway, you'd be dead shook. You'd be like, Oh, we got some talent telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I love it. And it's also crazy too to also see, and this is I feel like a uh underrated aspect, which is Bahamians abroad as well because there's some people who ain't even in the local scene yeah, they may be in the US they may be in Canada making music and they making, they making like, good tunes. music yeah, they, yeah. Um, this is a buddy named Bay Santana oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. so you know Bay Santana right yes, yes. So, really so, you in primary yeah. school yeah, yeah, yeah mate, that's crazy that's dope because he was, he's in set with X and yeah so, that's what uh, so I'm talking so about you remember the song yeah. Make Him Run mm-hmm. so he produced the beat with another guy who's from the Bahamas 88 times he used to be called Hayes yeah, 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 
So so then that just went gold. So they got their plaques. Like they showed the picture with them with their plaques. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, but and then what's her name? Who won the songwriting competition? Um, Teb- yeah, Tebby. Tebby, yeah, yeah. So you know those people are doing things. And I, I just realized there's a man, there's an artist named Dax. Um, he's like a big YouTube rapper, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And his manager's Bahamian. Mm. It was crazy. It's like it's crazy the pockets of Bahamians just. In their own lane, yeah, but, but doing some really solid things, you exactly. know? Exactly. I guess the trick now is just bringing them together a little bit more, letting them mesh. Yeah. Because they're, they're there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, we're at that part. We're still kind of there where that you have to go abroad, make a name yourself, then come back, and people will take you serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we got a couple guys locally who were like, we know are really good artists, but then people still won't fully take them seriously until they do something abroad. Mm-hmm. How do you think you can generate respect and reputation for yourself locally? You just keep putting out quality material. That's all it is. At the end of the day, if as long as nobody can say you didn't put out, like as long as that song isn't trash. If someone say your song trash, then you ain't, there ain't no yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, once you have right. a powerful product, yeah, it will take you anywhere. But it's just that's how you gather respect. And you know, we Bahamians like get off songs. Mm-hmm, yeah, which is okay, and I think that's crazy because ain't nothing wrong with it, right? Yeah. But you can tell us as us as a culture, the things we talk about is it's, uh, it's, it's jokey it's things, it's you know. So if a jokey song drop, yeah, it'd yeah. be like, "Bye, you hear that song?" Talk you know? about it. Pardon I. Yeah. How it go, bro? Yeah. Um, two four two is two or two is like a big two, Nassau Anno or whatever but you know deep down that's a get off track too yeah from Daddy you can't work like me like all these <laughs> tunes was they was anthems yeah they was get off anthems at yeah, the same boy. time you know yeah like now like we might get we're starting to get one or two tracks that are like not really get off tracks and like people are still messing with them like uh Leon's On My Mind yeah yeah that was a big one yeah Gutter, Gutter Boy uh, Street Nigga yeah yeah uh crap there's, an, there's another boy D- Davia, little Davia. Oh yeah, yeah, little Davia. Yes. She she yes. popping she popping off too. Bounce to the left. Bounce to the yeah, wait, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look. So there there are people who. I yeah. know that I bring oh. it up because I saw I saw on the podcast the, the video <laughs> they all bouncing up yourselves. Hey. Is that my you know what I mean? Like, there's mm. now songs that people are like, okay, cool, you know, they're doing their thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's still got a ways to go, but as long as we keep the band and creatives are applying that pressure, mm-hmm. like, people are gonna, people are starting to take notice. Yeah. And as you notice, pocket of events are happening, sound waves. Yeah, sound waves going on. Weed yeah. wave. Uh, you have things that like even just pop up park is new, only yeah. eight weeks old, you know? Exactly. So and these are all things in the infancy, you know. There's not even been the sound waves isn't even two, three years old. Like it's it's, only, it's, it's not like, even two years old. Yeah, yet, it's, just, it's just in its beginning. So there's yeah. so much potential for it to grow. Yeah, and that's the, that's another avenue local artists can like branch out and show a whole different set of fan bases or reach out to new fan bases. And so it's just because you only need a spark, dog. You only need one person to go to the next person and be like, yo, check out this person. Especially if you inspire someone to spread your music and it reached five people, that's five new fans. You know, and you just got to keep doing that over and over again and then it kind of works out exponentially, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Tell me a little bit, so we in the Hamian box, how you feel 
being in this space. You saw this space a week ago. We added yeah. a little bit more. How does it feel? Right now, the paint, the paint feeling still getting to me a little yeah, bit. You yeah, see? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> no, but I love it. You guys, like I said, we, we were talking earlier. You know, yeah. just seeing the progress of it is cool. And you know, everybody's like, this is this caught my eye because th this wasn't here last week. Yeah, I know. No, we didn't have the paneling. Yeah. Yeah, boy, and seeing like all like each thing, each side has almost feels like has a theme to it. Mm -hmm. And we were talking like the mountain here, abstract here, the flowers yeah, here. It's just, yeah, yeah. this is so thing, cool. Yeah. Like, I really can't wait to see. A finished. Yeah, boy, the finished project. And it's crazy because I feel like as the box develops, so do my own ideas. And so yeah. do other people's ideas because it's like people come in, they get sparked with creativity of like what it could be in the future. Yeah. How it could look like, oh, you should add LED strip lights or, Ooh. you know, like add a mirror, you know. If you get the strip lights, though, that'd be, that'd be lit. Especially the ones you can control with the remote. Yeah. So you yeah, control yeah, the vibe yeah, a little you bit. You put them in that inner beam and that'd be yes, crazy. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know OEU's been doing a lot of work. I've been hearing about they all working to get your own creative space. How's that, how's that been going? And how have you kind of adapted OEU's focus post-COVID to, to stay effective? Well, you know, we had to follow... We had to follow all the rules and regulations. So we weren't actually open properly for the last two months. Yeah. So we're starting to finally get back into the swing of things but we're not like open to the public everybody's just been working on like personal projects so like um scully mixes stuff for several artists such as leon uh even young Miley, he, young was, Miley. he was on the show earlier yeah. oh Miley was there earlier yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Earlier, yeah. yeah boy black heart boy yeah, black heart black gang yeah. yes way let him know so like you know kevin or k Wright. He's been working with another brethren of ours, Desmond. They made this collective, this, uh, this group called K&D Productions. Okay. And so they've been working on beats, things like that. St. Dior and me, yeah, we've been yeah, working on our projects. So it's like, so, you know, I'm super excited how things are going. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just, it's like, you know, when you, you've been, if you've been injured or you've been away on a break and you just, especially as an athlete, right? You know, you have to work, warm up, get the muscles yeah. back into the... So that's us. We're just getting our muscles stretched out again and trying to really sh do our thing mm -hmm. later on in the year. But it's just like feeling ourselves and doing some groundwork right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how do artists, if they're interested, or creatives in general, get involved with OEU? Just hit us up. Mm -hmm. So right now, we're still focused mostly on the music, you know what I mean, at the end of the day. That's our whole, that's our whole core mm -hmm. mission. Um... But then we also get into like video and stuff, so that's when we do the Hamian and Kurt, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of that collaboration. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking about. So, yeah. you know, it's just, we're taking everything one day at a time. Mm. Um, I'm trying not to rush the process. Yeah, you got to take time with it. It take, you know, takes patient growth. You yeah, know? boy. And just making sure you have, like, this is the creative, the creative part is, you know the best part of course but then you got to start worrying about like the paperwork and how you get yeah, certain legal sure. shit out of there yeah, as well yeah 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 so like you got to make sure that people are protecting their works like you see how you have all these cool things going you got to make sure you protect that yeah. and you know so it's it's one of those things that we're also working on as well for sure for sure yeah the boring shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the necessary things though. yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. because even though you don't do it like if you don't do it that's how things get sniped out oh my god and you'd be surprised how people people are always looking even though like we might not feel like we're on anybody's radar. People watching. Oh yeah, and the internet is a the internet is a thing. So you yeah, know, yeah. you just take one quick search and you just you just hit a keyword that you might be associated. Like say they looking at your flowers. This is like your your picture or whatever, and they just type in flowers and your picture show up. You gotta make sure your shit protected. Somebody might try to take it. For sure, for sure. Bobby, well, I guess we'll close out with this. Yeah. 
What is your recommendation on how to break the box? How to break the box? Is the only way to break out of the box is to really look within yourself first. Mm. You gotta you gotta see what is true to you. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of artists, when you see them break the box, you're thinking, oh my god, this is so extraordinary that they've managed to come up with this new idea. But if you ask them what they did, they were just like, man, I was just doing what I felt was right every day, and then it just happened. They didn't even, a lot of people don't realize they made a breakthrough until they look back maybe months later and be like, oh wow, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So you gotta just, you gotta look within yourself and figure out what is important to you, and then it kind of just happens naturally. Mm-hmm. Real vibe, real vibe, I agree. It's all about seeing the potential for space to become more space. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like the inner space just gotta expand, expand past it. the barrier to get to the more space. Yeah, boy. Yeah. It's like, because at the end of the day, a, think of it this way a bullet will penetrate better than a rubber ball, right? So if you, th- if you concentrate your thought and concentrate what you wanna do, you will break through way easier than. Oh, a nail in, a nail in a board. Mm. A, a small nail will pierce better than a broad nail. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Focus. Just focus, yeah. yeah. Precision. You, yeah, exactly. Mm. That's how you break through. Precision. Exactly. Tom, thank you for coming on. Thank you and for Prince going to be done next week. <gasps> yeah, we I'm got so Prince. Excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They dope. I've seen a sample of them. They should look nice. Doug. I can't wait for you. You, nah, know, bro. you know I've been geeking for them for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if anyone watching, we right here at the Tenfro Pop-Up Park. If you want to get some Hamian merch, if you want to check us out, 2 to 5, Monday through Saturday, we here every day. Goddamn. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Respect. Thank you for coming on the show. Have a beautiful We're going to keep the ball rolling. Bring on India right now. Oh, Thank you. Old bones. Well, we back, we back. I'm with India. What you saying? I good. How are you? I'm doing good. How is your day going so far today? Um, it's been chill. We've seen a lot of people pass through. It's been really busy today. Uh, mm. See, so I mean, it's been a good day overall. A bit, a bit rainy, but yeah, yeah. yeah. For anyone who's watching, we at the Tin Furl Pop Up Park. We here Monday through Saturday, two to five. But today on Saturdays, you know, it's popping a little bit. And here we have the Behind the Box podcast. So you know, we got plenty of people behind the camera chilling. <laughs> as well as us in front of the box, in the box, chilling. So I want to take some time to talk a little bit about creativity, culture, as well as the box, which is, I guess, just the challenges that exist in life. So I want to start off with asking you, how have you broken the box before in your life? Um, I feel like, well, I'm an acting student currently. Mm. And, you know... Trying to be I, on Broadway. Um, we'll see about that. But I mean, I always talk... Definitely not. Netflix? I don't think I don't think Nickelodeon would love me too much. I'm a little bit too um edgy for Nickelodeon. I I'm know, but Nickelodeon a little edgy too, no. Oh uh, right. Um I don't know if I'm the best child role model. But um obviously I study acting, that's yeah. my degree. Um and I always talk about how most schools here, especially um, you know, we went to QC, and they oh, always... Oh, yeah, that's a call names, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, uh, some schools, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some schools, um, no names called, they prefer to groom you to be, you know, architects or doctors or, 
some type of de- like push you towards traditional the traditional path, yeah, yeah. paths and you know what they see as success and um, careers that ideally make more money quote unquote so um, I was heavily on that path I took like all the sciences in high school was yeah. totally on that path to be in like pre-med did SAT2 bio for what um, and then literally in my grade 12 year I was like what I going to study some scientific thing for like I love acting I love art so literally last minute quote unquote broke the box and just completely switched paths and went straight to the arts and leaning into like more untraditional paths you know despite my father's and everyone else's mm-hmm. um, advice yeah, yeah what was it like for you personally when you made that commitment and decision to do what you want to do um I feel like it was it felt really natural to me because I'm kind of the person that always believes that life will work itself out no matter what path you take you know you're always where you're supposed to be so it was a bit scary because I was always like oh well how am I supposed to make money or how am I what if this doesn't happen or what if this doesn't align and you know people kind of train you with that mindset from young it's just like oh well have a fallback like I feel like that's a very popular theme with people who go into the they arts they want you to have some type of plan B option. plan B or make this make your dream your plan, plan B, B. Yeah, 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 and yeah. have like a foundation of wealth or a foundation of some type of yeah. practical I job. Mean, do you think that's bad advice or is that just maybe not always the most appropriate advice? Like, is it straight bad or is it maybe in between? Um, I don't think it's straight bad because obviously we need people to be leaders and we need people to be doctors and we need people to have those more practical backgrounds. But I just feel that not everybody can be that. So I think fostering diversity in choices of degrees is definitely a positive thing. And, you know, with diversity, you need both the practical degrees and the more artistic and liberal ones. You need a a gradient Mm. of different areas, especially, you know, the Bahamas, I don't feel is a very diverse place in terms of education. We have a very limited amount of what degrees exist amongst Bahamians. And I think if we were to foster that diversity, we'd just have more... Um, we could build a like more diverse community mm-hmm. and have more opportunities for people to work in different areas and create jobs in different fields and mm-hmm. industries. I think overcoming some of the difficulties requires asking the question of who can you be? But before you have to ask who could you be, you have to know who you are. So self-awareness is a big thing. Yeah. You know, it takes the awareness to know what you like and don't like to pave your path. How does someone improve their self-awareness? Oh, this is a bit of a hard one because I feel that life kind of shows you who you are as you develop. And I was just talking about this the other day. I don't know how much I agree with going to university right out of co- right out of high school because I feel like most high school students don't really know themselves yet. I mean, we all feel like we know ourselves. I feel like I feel like I know who I am. and um, But I feel like as we evolve, we do get to know ourselves more just through our experiences and through interacting with others and through um, just... Widening, widening your horizons and your experiences, you learn different things from more people that you meet. So um, I think the best thing about self-awareness is just experiencing different things and keeping an open mind to different experiences and not just following one path because that's all you've known mm. or um, because 
that's what you know your parents told you or something like that. So I think self-awareness is about trusting your experiences mm-hmm. and letting your experiences shape you as an individual, as mm-hmm. a whole picture and not just select experiences. Mm-hmm. And how do people take the step to switch from being a product of their environment to like a master of their environment to really like control and destine their future? Um, well, I think it goes back to that whole just getting out of your comfort zone, saying yes to things that you wouldn't normally say yes to as long as it's positive and as long as it's something um, that can have an impact on your growth. I think that we should be more open to saying, oh, okay, well, I don't, I'm not a poetry person, but I'm going to go to this poetry event because who knows what that can teach me. And I think just stop defining who you are before you really know who you are because I feel like we rush so much to be like I am this or I align with this and only this and then you don't ever explore so I think we shut ourselves off because we try to self-identify or be self-aware before we've even given the chance to be open Mm -hmm. and to explore different things and then put together our plate of what we've experienced in life we kind of come with a plate and it's like you don't add your sides the way that you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll close off with this question. Um, I think a big thing recently is rediscovering culture, especially for the black and minority communities. Yeah. Because there's been so much uh, cultural brainwashing and mm-hmm. like colonialism which is taking place. So embracing like the excellence within black culture is important. What does Bahamian excellence mean to you personally to close off? Um, I think Bahamian excellence to me is just recognizing that we have a multitude of talents in this country and back to the whole like um, the limited amount of different like respectable careers. I think that's a big part of like doing away with that is a big part of the future of Bahamian excellence. I think that we need to learn how to embrace all forms of what excellence is and stop defining excellence as a certain bank account, um, a certain like wage or mm. a certain a certain class, a certain class exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or so I think that's what Bahamian excellence is to me. It's about like embracing all the little types of excellence that we have and fostering the future artists and the future um, different revolutionaries mm-hmm. and not just limiting it to what exists today. Mm-hmm. Mm. Profound, powerful. India, thank you so much for no coming problem. on Behind Thanks the Box, sharing that insight. Thank you. And- What's good, everybody? My name is Giovanni Robinson. Um, I'm performing, and I'm going to perform the wave um, to you guys just to close out for today. And I hope you guys enjoy it. It's from my um, record Sunday, out everywhere right now. And yeah, hope you enjoy.
Roll up, hold up, all my niggas represent. I'm in generation where we on to the next. And I'm into the baddies, but I must give respect. We on a new level and we into new checks. Switch my paradigms, coming in like new threats. I said, do you? I be in my own head. Baby, last time you said I was this wavy. I was hitting from the back, so I know you talking crazy. Stop, I guess I'm enough. I'm thinking out loud. But when you're with herb, you lose your nerves and just fly away. Yeah, you can't be hating, I'm just this way. Are you gonna ride the wave? Or are you gonna drown today? Are you gonna ride the wave? Or are you gonna drown today? Are you gonna ride the wave? Or are you gonna drown today? Are you gonna ride the wave? Or are you gonna drown today? Yeah. Choose. Choose, motherfucker, choose. I'm from the suburbs, fuck your feelings, we got all the rules. I'm using liquor just to get off what I'm about to do. Fuck society, I be doing what I do. Fuck the bigger man, always one bigger than you. Bitches for the streets, that's what Twitter will do. I'm forever young, can you even come through? Bring a friend to support if you got to. Are you gonna ride the wave? Or are you gonna drown today? Are you gonna ride the wave? Or are you gonna drown today? Are you gonna ride the wave? Or are you gonna drown today? Are you gonna ride the wave? Or are you gonna drown today? Thank you. And that's a wrap. <laughs> And I'm back up on my hydrogen They was asking if I'm about to go dumb again I couldn't lie, I betray what I've been holding in I couldn't lie, I betray what I've been holding in The kids need a place for the safety